Brett Cameron, stunning on the weekend. Yeah, almost the player player of the round in terms of just Super Rugby. Certainly through my eyes, from what I saw. Yeah, I think him and Roy Gard are making uh, for me a really good combination now. Um, but and he's taken his time. It's I think it's his third or fourth game in now, um, and he's starting to control the game. He's starting to to run the guys around the field and be a, a dominant number ten as as those other sort of world class ones that we have with Moanga and, and and Barrett that we already know of. He's starting to sort of build himself into that position within the Hurricanes, um, and I think he's getting that sort of belief and that um, trust from all the players around him, which is a massive thing for a number ten. Yeah, I want to ask you that because I mean he did play that one test for the All Blacks when they took about a hundred players to Japan, and you almost felt. Maybe it was a jersey that a number of players really didn't deserve. It was almost like, well, who's next in line? We're going to send an A team up to the Northern Hemisphere and we're basically going to put a franchise all-black team out against Japan. Do you think he's of genuine all-black quality? Could you see him in the future getting another opportunity and being at that level consistently? Oh, I think I think if you're playing in a in, a, in the number 10 position for a franchise within New, in New Zealand, you've got a chance of becoming a number 10 for the All Blacks. Um, I think the way he's going at the moment, um, he's sort of putting his he's putting the right foot forward. Um, and then you've got the loss of some some potential tens leaving New Zealand at the end of the year. So there's certain they'll be certainly on mm. the look to sort of um, build some new guys into that position. And um, I think, as we all know, when you get into that All Black environment, you sort of take another step up and. Um, develop even more so I think the potential is there for him to do it It's, I guess it comes down to him and, and continuing the form he's doing now and just keep building mm-hmm. uh, OK let's talk about Roy Gard because I was just listening to an interview that the Drive guys did, Ricardo did with um, Steve Devine and one of the questions was asked was Roy Gard might just be the best halfback in New Zealand at the moment would he potentially make a World Cup squad? Would you take him to the All Black uh, on the? Would you take him to the World Cup? Would you put him in the All Blacks this year, or is he not quite ready yet? Do you take experience over youthful exuberance? Um, no, I think you take the best three players if they take three halfbacks, what they generally normally do. I think you take the three best halfbacks uh, that are playing in New Zealand at that time, and I think Roy Gard is definitely in the top three at the moment. Um, you've got obviously Aaron Smith, um, who is playing at the moment, but he's he's obviously not set in the world of light. But we know his capabilities, and I think he's as probably starter as if he's injury free. Um, and then you've got uh, loser. I've forgotten the the name of him. The Chiefs boy, um, the halfback. Oh, um, b- uh, Brad Weber. Brad yeah. Weber. That's right. Um, who's Playing really well at the moment for the Chiefs team. Uh, he's mm. got a good four pack in front of him, but he's performing well too. So, I think at the moment Roygaard is definitely number three in the in the picking order. Uh, obviously, there's a few, there's a, still a way to go, but if Roygaard keeps playing um, the way he's playing and keeps putting his hand up, um, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be selected. Um, like I said before, that all that all back environment. Once you get into it, you don't you don't want to get out of it, and you you sort of grow another leg. So. Um, at the moment, he is performing outstandingly for the Hurricanes. And listen, there is a couple of p- potential minor games in that World Cup. So as far as um, developing him and, and and getting him used to that env- environment in the All Blacks, potentially because you obviously might lose a couple of other half-packs as well at the end of the year. You, you and, by the time the World Cup goes around, the All Blacks will be wanting to play a certain way and play a certain pattern. So if you do you then need to swap like for like? Do the half-backs all need to be similar skill set? Or can you afford to have 
players who, you know, one might have the better pass, one might be better around the fringes, one might have the slightly better defensive game in and around the fringes. Yeah, I think you've got to read that on on, on opposition as well because potentially, you, you know, you've got a half-back, a lot of positions that um, will play 60 minutes of the game or 50 minutes of the game and you you want to start off with the potential of a half-back who does, who's strong and um, and is good ball running and, and, and is defensively more sound than the other one. Then you bring on one that's when guys are a bit tired, you want you want the game to speed up a bit so you've got a faster distributor, you've got a faster guy around the paddock. So... Um, no, I think I think um, that the um, but the also sorry the other thing you've got to think of is we've got a new All Black coach coming in. So um, with what the All Blacks are doing this year, mm. potentially that could all be changed moving forward mm. because there might be a different um, uh, focus as far as how this the new All Black coach um, mm. wants to run the All Blacks. 